Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Wow, do we have a special treat tonight in the house. It was about 10 years ago, I guess, as we talked about earlier, that I met this man who's with us tonight, Pastor Jeff Marshall, who is right now pastoring a church in Adelaide, Australia, you know, where our friend David Hall pastors as well. Come to find out, they're friends. I guess uh, Aussies don't get around too much to meet too many people. But uh, uh, I met Pastor Jeff years ago when he was pastoring a church here in McKinney called Emerge Church, and it connected with him there. And he's gone on a long trail the last 10 years and ended up back in his homeland uh, about three years ago uh, pastoring a church there called One Life Church. And Pastor Bert Wimberly speaks into his life, and we all know Pastor Bert here, who'll be here again for our prophetic conference coming up probably in the summertime. And, uh, but he called me and said, hey, Pastor Jeff's going to be in the Dallas area. Would you consider having him? I said, absolutely want to have Pastor Jeff with us. And uh, I don't know what it is about these Australian pastors that keep showing up at our church every now and then. But uh, anyway, I just I want to give him ample time to speak to us tonight. Um, so... If you would, please give a great One Cause Church welcome to my friend and our friend, Pastor Jeff Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Pastor Eric. Thank you for having me. I'll talk slowly so you can understand the accent, all right? Who likes the Australian accent? I don't think I have an accent, but anyway, it's all good. You guys have an accent. You alls have an accent. <laughs> I want to I introduce also Rich, my friend here, who lives in McKinney. He's my bodyguard tonight, so if you come rushing at me, he's in, he'll be in there somewhere. No, he's a great man of God. It's so good that they could open their home to me, uh, to have me come and stay for a little bit. It's fantastic. Well, I want to get into the Word of God the, tonight. I was nearly said this morning, it, and it actually is this morning on my body clock. I was just talking to my wife before, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're up going to that meeting, and it's only like 10 o'clock in the morning over there. So I said, how is, uh, is it Thursday? So I said, how's Thursday looking? We're not there yet, but we'll get there. And um, she said, oh, no, it's good, it's good. <laughs> so, fantastic. Um, who knows that it's only, how many sleeps to go? Who's counting? Till Christmas? Five sleeps. <laughs> Some of you are going, oh, I don't know. Who's, the, who's completed all their Christmas shopping, all ready to go? Who's yet to do their Christmas shopping? It's, oh, 90%, normally it's males that put their hand up, yet to do it. It's like Christmas Eve. It's crazy. But um, five sleeps to go to celebrate Christmas and what a time it is. You know, one of the things that strikes me and I'm reminded of every Christmas is that Christmas and our salvation was birthed with a miracle. We're here today because it took a miracle to bring about salvation. And you know what? I, I never want to forget that our salvation is built on a miracle. And so therefore, if a miracle built our salvation, laid the foundation for us to be saved through this little miracle of a birth of a child through, through the Virgin Mary, then today you and I need to continue to build our life on miracles. I want to see miracles. I want to see more miracles. I believe in 2018, we're going to move into a season of the miraculous. 
It's a new seed. It's time. We need it, don't we? We need miracles. And, uh, and God still does them. Does them today. I'm blown away at some of the miracles that God does. And sometimes we don't celebrate it enough that the miracles that God is doing in people's lives. And sometimes we've got to just stop and thank God for these little miracles. And, and yeah, we want the big miracles, but it's a miracle is a miracle, isn't it? And I'm, I'm believing God for more miracles. And, and I tonight want to just come to you and just th- throw some thoughts to you of how you can position yourself for a miraculous 2018. And I want to put some things in there and maybe lay a foundation and stir you up about how you can believe for a miraculous life in 2018, but not just for you, but for your city, for your community. Who knows that our communities need a miracle? We need miracles to be happening out there. We need people to be turning to see the miracle of salvation for starters. You know, we need to be seeing this more and more. Two Kings, if you've got your Bible there, two Kings, two nineteen to 22. I want to read it to you. 2 Kings 2, 19 to 22. I think it's coming up on the screen there. The people of the city said to Elisha, Look, our Lord, this town is well situated, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Bring me a new bowl, he said, and he put salt in it, so they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and he threw the salt into it, saying, This is what the Lord says, I have healed this water, and never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. And the water has remained pure to this day, according to the word Elisha had spoken. What a powerful scripture about the miraculous. A whole city saw a miracle where the water was healed. And, um, and, and it's pretty amazing. And there's some thoughts in this, some analogies in this that I believe will help us to position ourselves in coming into a new year, coming into the, the, the season of the miraculous where we stop and remember the miraculous birth of a little child, Emmanuel, God with us, that changed the world forever and is still changing the world today. And I'm believing that for you. Here's the first thing I see out of this scripture. The men of the city said, look, our city is well situated. You know, I believe that for any of us to see the miraculous work in our life, we need to look through the eyes of faith in our situation. And we need to say, hey, I am well situated. No matter where you're at, no matter how hard it can be, in God there's always hope. And we need to have the eyes of faith no matter what we're at, no matter what situation we're in. We need to be able to stop and say, hey, I am well situated. I'm in a position for God to move. And, you know, it comes through the eyes of faith that we need to look at our life and our situation. You might be here tonight and you look at your life and you go, well, I don't see much hope. But I tell you, in God, if you open your heart and say, God, show me, God will give you hope in any situation. I've been through it. I know. I remember going back to Australia when I left here in McKinney. I had to go back because of some family situation. I turned up and all my life belongings were in one suitcase. And the airlines lost my suitcase. To this day, they still haven't found it. That's 10 years later. <laughs> so I lost everything. I had to start again. And you know, in the middle of that, you don't feel like there's hope. But I tell you, if you open the eyes of faith, saying, you know, I always had this saying, whatever doesn't kill you will make you stronger. <laughs> and um, I said, God, you're going to get me through this. And you have to have the eyes of faith, no matter what you're going through, to say, hey, I am well situated. I am well situated for a miracle. And, if, and you know what? To be honest, the harder it is, you're, the, the, the more you know, desperate your situation is, well, guess what? You're more situated than all of us for a miracle because you're going to hold on to God and God alone. Amen? 
and you're well situated. So see through the eyes of faith into your circumstance. And I believe that over our church, over your church, that you need to say, hey, we are well situated here for God to do something amazing in 2018. God wants to do something. We need to look through the eyes of faith and see our situation and what God is, where God has placed us for the future. But in, unfortunately, it's like any city across this state, like many of us in our situation, that it's the city was bad. The, city, the water of the city was bad. It was causing miscarriages. The crops were failing. The, the livestock were dying. It was, there was a whole bunch of things going wrong. You know, and, and, and if you have a look in Scripture, if we use this analogy of the water, in John 4.14 and John 7.38, it says this, John 4.14, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And then in John 7.38, whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. But just like this city of Jericho, what happened is the water had become bad. The water had become unproductive. And you know, when we use this analogy that you and I have rivers of living water, unfortunately, we live in a society where that spring of life, that well of life that is in every one of us, is, it's gone unproductive in some people. It's gone bad. It's miscarrying dreams and hopes. You know, some of you might have come to the end of 2017 and your dreams and your hopes have miscarried this year. You had hopes, you had desires, you had goals, and you've come the end of the year and you go, well, it didn't happen. I've miscarried. I've, I, it's my life was unproductive. The well of my life has, has not produced what I hoped it would produce in 2017. Well, you know, I, you're in a position that God can do a miracle. God can heal the waters of your heart. God can cause rivers of living water that are healed, pure, that have vision and hope and future if you allow God to do a miracle in you. God can do it. And we're going to have a look at it tonight. If we have a look at our scripture, 2 Kings uh, chapter 2, verse 20, it says, Elisha said, bring me a new bowl, he said, and he put salt in it, so they brought it to him. Bring me a new bowl. Who likes new things? You know, in a five more days, there's trillions of dollars around the world that are going to be spent on new things. All under these trees, there's all these new things. Imagine giving someone something secondhand. Some people do that, you know, antiques, I suppose, but imagine. But most of the things under the tree are all brand new. Trillions of it. I remember going to Walmart one year after Christmas when I was here, and I couldn't get over the trolleys of, of, of all these returns of all these new things. I'm going, oh my goodness, all these new things that people didn't want and bring back. It's like crazy. But we, we love new things, don't we? We love new things, and we're going to be all celebrating and enjoying these new things. I like new things. I remember, I remember through my job once, uh, I had this job that working with um, unemployment people and that when I went back to Australia initially, and I remember getting, um, and over the years with ministry as well, being able to lease brand new cars. Who's ever had a new car? Hasn't it got a new car smell? Who likes that new car smell? I would literally just go and sit in my garage Sit in my car. I wouldn't go anywhere, just sit in the car. Oh, this is nice. This smells nice. I like new car. And um, I remember when my house was built back in Australia, I built this house and, well, I didn't build it, but I got it built. And I remember going in, and if you've ever had a new house, you got that new house smell. 
you know what I'm talking about? New house, new carpet, the paint. And I, got, I had to just look everywhere. I was just so excited. So I got the ladder. I got up in the, in the attic or in the, we call it the ceiling, got up there. And, there. and I'm in there and I'm walking around in the ceiling. And it smells, you know, all the new timber smell. And I go, oh, this is amazing. It smells. And I'm walking around up there. And next minute, my foot goes straight through the ceiling. So my legs dangling out, there's plasterboard everywhere, and um, it didn't feel new anymore. So I had the guys come and repair it within 24 hours. I said, no, I need it new. I want it new. I want this new feeling. But, you know, we love new stuff, don't we? You know, God's into new. God's into new. He wants to do a new thing. We heard it so well. Let me give you the scriptures because I've already had one of them taken from me, but let me give you one of the scriptures. Isaiah 42 verse 9, see? You, you know it's God. I know God's on this message for you tonight when there's confirmation. Isaiah 42 verse 9 says, See the former things have taken place, new things I declare, before they spring into being. I announce them to you. If we want to set ourselves up, position ourselves for miraculous, we need to believe God can do new things. God can do something new. Isaiah 43 verse 19, see I'm doing a... New thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. Never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen? Every morning, new compassion, new mercies, new compassion every morning. 2 Corinthians 5.17, I love this one. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. You know, I think sometimes as Christians, we can get a little bit beaten up. Our well of life can be polluted with unbelief, with hurt, with, you know, people offending you and so forth. And we come to the end of the year, we're carrying a bunch of stuff that we really shouldn't be carrying. Well, when we open our heart up and say, God, you can do a new thing, and we get ourselves afresh in Christ, you know, yeah, sure, salvation is we give our life to Jesus and we become a new creation. But over the years, stuff happens. Things happen. You might be here and your, 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 your faith is polluted. It's unproductive. It's, it's this river that's meant to be flowing from you that's pure and holy and fresh and that's new every day is a little bit messed up through this year. Well, let me tell you, God can do a miracle. If you would just believe that God can do a new thing, that I'm going to put myself fresh in Christ so he can become a, do a new thing, create a new future for me. Give me a great new start to 2018. Amen? God can do it. God can do it. He's into new. But Elisha says, bring me a new bowl. I love what 2 Timothy, that word bowl in some versions says vessel. Bring me a new vessel. In 2 Timothy 2, uh, 20 to 21, it says this, in a large house, there are articles not only for gold and silver, but also for wood and clay. Some are for special purposes. In some versions there, it says for some are for noble purposes and some are for common use. Those who cleanse, them, cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for noble purposes, in this case in the NIV, special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Isn't that cool? You're prepared in God to do good works in 2018. He wants to do a new thing in your life. You know, that word vessel, 
You, know, you and I are created to be vessels. And Elisha said, bring me a vessel. Bring me this new vessel. Bring me a new bowl. Bring me a vessel. God wants you to be his vessel that he can pour into do. And you are called to be a vessel for noble purposes. That's what God wants you to be. You're not part of the ladder for common purposes. In Christ, we are called to be vessels for noble purposes, for special purposes. But we've got to start believing that, friend, if we want to see miracles in our life. I remember, I don't know about you, but you know, being a dad, now a grandparent, I've got my little granddaughter, she's only just one and a half, and I just love being a grandparent. I didn't even know there was even a club that existed. I remember when I became a grandparent for the first time, people would text me, go, welcome to the club. What? There's a club for grandparents? And now I know there is. <laughs> I'm there. But I remember again, you know, this, um, you know, becoming a grandparent. I remember, you know, just being feeling really good about it and all that. But, but you know, we were created for noble purposes. And I remember with being a kid, being sitting there with my child, now with my granddaughter, watching a movie Shrek. Who's watched Shrek? Most parents, most young people have watched it. It's a bit old, but I, I used to watch it. I've watched it a few times and even recent now with having a granddaughter. But watching this, this movie, there's a part in the movie where Shrek and, and, um, they, and the, they go and they um, capture the princess. You know when Shrek and, and the donkey, they go and they get the princess and they rescue her. And she's saying, oh, thank you, Shrek. Thank you, great knight. You know, she's bound down. And oh, thank you, you know, looks at the donkey and said, you know, a prince wouldn't be without his noble steed. And and, and the donkey stops and goes, do you hear that, Shrek? She called me a noble steed. And it was like this penny had dropped in him that I'm not a donkey. I'm a noble steed. Did you hear that? I'm a noble steed. And I think some of us need to look in the mirror this year, at the end of this year, and say, hey, I'm not a donkey anymore. I'm a noble steed. Some of you are actually going to do that. No, <laughs> You know what you do say? You say, hey, look in the mirror and say, hey, I am wonderfully and fearfully made in Christ Jesus. That in God, I am wonderfully and fearfully made for noble purposes. Sometimes we allow life to take us, take advantage of us because we just say, well, that's who I am. But if we understand that we are wonderfully and fearfully made, we're going to hold our head high, and we're going to be used for noble purposes. Be it unto us according to our faith. So let your faith arise. Look in that mirror this year and say, the end of this year, go, thank you, Lord, that I am wonderfully and fearfully made in your image and that you've got noble purposes for me, special purposes for my life in 2018. No more donkeys in this place. No more donkeys. We are called to be people of noble purposes. And Elisha goes on to say in 2 Kings um, uh, 2 verse 20, he goes on to say, bring me the new bowl, the vessel. And he said, put salt into it. So they brought it to him. Um, Matthew 5.13, most of you have heard this scripture. It says, it says if you are, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Now, if you've been around Christianity long enough, you've probably heard messages on the salt. You know, that we are the salt of the earth. You know, where they say salt flavors. We're meant to be the flavor of the earth. You know, salt preserves. We're meant to preserve, you know, the, the God's love and righteousness on this planet. You know, we're preserving the world. And, you know, well, you've heard probably sermons similar to that. You know, but it, it basically you hear these messages that we are the salt. Of the earth. You know, I've met some Christians, not in this church, thank God, but I've met some Christians where I call them more like pepper than salt. They get up your nose and you just want to sneeze them out. 
You just oh, get rid of that. They just, they don't, they're not the salt of the earth. They're the pepper. Oh, I, I actually have been in some places where I go, I wish I could stand up there and tell these Christians not to tell anyone that they're Christians. Because they give us a bad name. They truly give us a bad name. They're out there, they like, like, look like they've been sucking on lemons all week. Like, come on, you're the salt of the earth. We're meant to be the flavor. We're meant to be stuff that, you know, where people go, what have you got that I haven't got? There's something different about you. Not the pepper, not the lemon-sucking Christians, but the excitement and the salt of the earth. We're called to be that. We're called to be the salt of the earth. You know, it's, it, you know, it's interesting with salt. They say, um, is there any chemists here? People have started chemistry or anything? Oh, cool. I can say anything right now, and you believe me. Good. <laughs> But you know, they say that salt in its purest form is what they call, is made up what they call of ionic bonds. The elements of salt are made up of ionic bonds. It's an architecture of connections. And I thought, what an amazing understanding of salt. If we're called to be the salt of the earth, there is an architecture of connections if we want to keep our saltiness alive. What is that? Other words, God's plan is the local church, friend. If you're here and you're visiting, let me tell you, you need to find a local church and plant yourself there, and you need to love the house, and you need to serve the house, you need to get as part of the architecture of connections so that you can stay salty. I, that's why I meet Christians that are not salty, that are losing it in life, that their waters of their living waters are polluted, there's no miracles happening in their life because they're not connected. You and I can't be the salt of the earth unless we're connected. There's an architecture of connections that brings us together, that God brings us together. And only we can, when we're connected truly in the body do we truly become the salt of the earth. You and I need to know that. God's plan is a local church. But here's another thought with salt. Salt has a very high melting point. And I thought that's very good. You know, where we're living in a world where there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of, you know, a lot going on, a lot, of, a lot of people are worrying and living in fear. Well, we need to be, as the salt of the earth, be people that are at peace, we have faith, and we have hope. We're not going to melt to the world. We're not going to melt to the fears. We're not going to give in. We're going to be a people, a witness to our community and to our society that, hey, we are keeping on, keeping on. We are still have the joy of the Lord is our strength. The world might throw whatever around us. And while people are without God are freaking out and losing it and pulling back, we are going to be stay strong and stay calm and consistent and at peace that surpasses all understanding and have the joy of the Lord our strength. What a great witness to be the salt of the earth. Um. But I thought about how do we keep our saltiness alive? How do you keep that saltiness going? I thought, you know, one way I believe is we need to walk by faith. We need to be stepping out. In 2018, what are you doing to get out of the boat? What are you going to do that's going to stretch it? Because I've been in prayer meetings. You can watch when people, I go to prayer meetings, you can tell when the people that are in there that are walking by faith, that are out there. Because they're praying a little bit different to the ones that are just, in, just comfortable. Hey, God, yeah, you're cool. Yeah. Whereas you get the ones that are stepping out. God, breathe me. There's a sense of desperation. There's a sense of faith and fire there because they're out trusting God. Who's, who's ever heard of footprints in the sand? You've heard of that? I hope you haven't heard of this one. But there's a parody of it, which I thought this is more biblical. It's funny. My, the, I, the last time I saw footprints in the sand was on my father-in-law's toilet door. I don't know. I don't know why they put it on their toilet door. I'm just there in the toilet, and there it is on the back on a poster. 
But here's, I thought this one's probably more appropriate for here. But listen to this. This is a parody of it, which I think is more biblical, to be honest. Here we go. Listen to this. One night I had a wondrous dream. One set of footprints there was seen. The footprints of my precious Lord, but mine were not along the shore. But then some stranger prints appeared. And I asked the Lord, what have we here? Those prints are large and round and neat. But Lord, they are too big for feet. My child, he said in somber tones, for miles I carried you alone. I challenged you to walk in faith, but you refused and made me wait. You disobeyed. You would not grow. The walk of faith you would not know. So I got tired. I got fed up. And there I dropped you on your butt. (laughs) Because in life there comes a time when one must fight, when one must climb, when one must rise and take a stand or leave their butt prints in the sand. (laughs) I think that's more biblical, to be honest. And it's probably more appropriate for the taller door. But... But friend, there's a big message in that. We've got to stop leaving our, you know, our butt prints and saying, get out and start trusting God. You want your saltiness to come alive, start stepping out. Believe God. Go to another level in your learning, your growing, serving, whatever it is. Trust God in your giving. Get out there where you're walking in faith. I tell you, your faith will come alive. Get out of the boat and you will see what happens. And don't leave your butt prints in the sand. And then he goes out in the, in the, Elisha goes on in 2 Kings, in 2 Kings 2.21, it says, then he went out to the spring and he threw the salt into it saying, this is what the Lord says, I have healed this water and never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. You know, when you and I stay connected to the source, he said he went out, he threw this salt into the source, into the spring. And I thought this is a great analogy where you and I being the salt of the earth connected to the source, the spring of the water. And what that is, if our source for our living water in our life that flows from our life is God. We need to stay connected. You want to move into the miracle zone, then you can't just attend church and just go through the routine during the week or be religious. You need to be connected to the source. You need to allow yourself to, to give into God, to understand, to worship God. Here's an interesting thought on salt. Salt once melted, so once it does reach that melting point, once it gets to that highest point and, and starts to melt, it will actually conduct electricity. Wow. So you want to see the power of God flow in your life for miracles? Guess what? You need to melt before you're living God. You need to let your heart be humbled. You need to melt in worship and just get into God. Don't, don't play church anymore. Get into God. If you want a miracle in 2018, you be here five minutes before church. You worshiping the moment that first song, you give everything. You bow your heart to God. Don't just come in, well, I've gone through this. I'm just going to do karaoke church. No, I'm going to come in and I'm going to worship. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to melt before my God because I want to be a conductor of his power. And you'll, become, you'll start to see miracles happen in your life. You totally trust God. Melt your heart before God. Get before God. Get on your knees. Stay trusting Him throughout your life. Don't, don't allow yourself to get and start to trust in your own circumstances, your own ability. But keep yourself melted before your God. Humble before God. And guess what? You become, as a salt of the earth, you become a conductor of His electricity, of His power. And the last key there is in 2 Kings 2, 22. It says there, and the water has remained pure to this day, according to the word Elisha had spoken. 
One of the most powerful things that I've learned in Christian life is that there's power of life and death in the tongue. And it said that water remained pure, not because he put the salt even in it, not all that. That was an act of faith on his part. But it said, according to the word Elisha had spoken, there's power of life and death in your tongue. How many Christians ruin what God's trying to do in their life and pollute the waters of living waters before they even get in their car, in car parks. They get in there and they oh, God's moved in my life. And the next minute they're out there speaking negativity and fear and doubt and whinge and complaining and they wonder why they don't see the miraculous. We need to allow ourselves, our mouth, realize that our tongue being melted before God, trusting him, knowing that he can do a new thing in our life, afresh as we walk out, as we trust God day to day. But we need to be a witness of that through the words that we say. Our words need to back that up, that we are totally trusting God, walking in God, believing God for a new day, believing that his mercies are new every day, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And you will see a miracle happen in your life. Let me pray for you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you for every person in this place. Lord, I just commit them into your hands right now. Holy Spirit, have your way in every heart and every life. Father, just pray. Have your way. You know, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, and I do this wherever I go, I just want to give opportunity to anyone here that, that you might be visiting tonight. I don't know most of you, so I just want to give you opportunity. But friend, if you were here and before, this Christmas, 2017, before this year's out, you want to start the new year afresh. Remember I said in 2 Corinthians, it, says, it talks about new creation. Right now, if you, the Bible says in Romans 10.9, if I will confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, I will be saved. And I would love to pray with you right now. If you're here and you're saying, Jesus, come into my life. I want to be, I want a new, I want to be a new creation. And you know, you maybe never prayed a prayer like that, or it has been a long time, and you know that the rivers of waters in your life and the spring of well in your life is just polluted with unbelief with doubt you aren't walking with God maybe you want to be a, make a fresh commitment tonight well every eye is closed every head is bowed people are praying all over this place if you would just raise your hand right now and say that's me Pastor Jeff I, I, I want to I give my life to Christ tonight I want to commit my life to Jesus afresh if that's you I don't know all of you so I'm just going to give that opportunity but just Christians are praying for you friend if you want to give your life to Christ tonight, we just want to pray with you. This is, this is only the beginning. This is the start when you pray a prayer like this of a new creation, a new life. Just raise your hand. I'm going to move on in three. Just raise your hand. Two. Raise your hand now. If that's you. One. Father, I pray for every other person here or for every person, God, that is just right now, just they've come to the end of the year and they know that this these rivers are polluted with with stuff that's gone on, situations, relationships, and all that. And Lord, they're opening their heart to you afresh for something new, for something fresh in their life. God, just pray that you administer the people by your Holy Spirit, by your Holy Spirit. If that's you tonight, I want to pray for you. Just want to pray, just pray where you are right now. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do a work in people's hearts. But if that is you, you're saying, I I want a new start. I want a new start for this new year. I want something fresh and new in God. Just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. If that's you. 
Thank you. See those hands. See those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just reach out to God now as I pray for you. Father, I pray for these people that have just raised their hand and said, God, that's me. Something new, something fresh to come on my life. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus by the Holy Spirit right now that you would come afresh on these people. And that God, that they would just stir the waters of living waters that is within them, oh God. And from them a spring of freshness, of newness, of freshness for 2018, that they'll come into this period, Lord, this time that we celebrate the miraculous birth of your son, Father, that these people will experience the miracle power of God tonight in their life, bringing them into a new season, a new time, a new freshness of what you have for them leading into this new, this, uh, new year, Father. God, I pray by your Holy Spirit, just release your anointing on every person. Just raise their hand. Just reaching out to you right now, right now, right now. Just receive it right now. Holy Spirit, just do a work. 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 You know, there's someone that's raised their hand. That's, there's a relationship and you need something new to happen in it. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit just encouraging you that there's you just got to walk away from this relationship. You've tried to even reach out and mend it. You've tried to, and I just feel like you've carried the burden long enough, and you've got to let go if you want to come into the new season that God has for you. Sometimes we've got to let go to go forward. Father, just release your healing. Release your strength in people to do to do what they need to do to step out of that boat, to walk into that season of faith and trusting you so they truly become the salt of the earth, Father, and conductors of your power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to hand it back to Pastor. Praise the Lord. May I have this? I'm going to share that with my homiletics class. They'll appreciate that. Amen. Uh, is this a great, great time tonight? Can we get? Can we thank the Lord for Brother Jeff here? Came and poured out his heart and soul. Thank you so much. Thanks for that word. I needed that word tonight. If anybody in the room did, it was me. And I thank God for you. You came and spoke a, a right now word for me and my wife and our church. Just thank God for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, I saw something as Pastor Jeff was ministering there toward the end, and uh, <laughs> you walked into a convenience store, and you've seen that machine with all the quarters and this thing pushing the quarters to the edge, begging you to put your quarter in there to get the windfall, Right? And maybe you've been a sucker enough to do it. Yeah, I have. Somebody's going to win it, right? Somebody is going to win it. Or, or, or um, you've watched the boiling pot before it starts to boil. You know, they say a washed pot never boils. But you ever done it? You ever watched it to, to, to see if it's actually going to happen while you're watching it? I've done that. I've been stubborn enough to stand there over the water and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not living by that. I'm going to watch this thing more. And, and, it, and sure enough, boop, that first bubble happens and, 
And then it's just, it, can, it starts to flow from there. It's exponential. And then I also, that's another picture I saw. And then I saw a picture of water dripping into a pan and slowly, slowly, slowly filling that up. And then finally, one drop hit and it broke the brim and poured over. And I feel like the Lord is saying, you're at that place in your life. You're right there at that miracle moment. You're right there at that miraculous breakthrough, that overflow, that windfall, that new thing. So just stay in it. Stay in faith. Hold fast the confession of your hope without wavering because he who promised is faithful. Now, I'm not going to start preaching again, but I just want to encourage you tonight. This word tonight was a timely word for us. And, and Brian even started it off tonight, just this new thing, to not wait till January, but see it now, to expect it now, to see it now. Amen. That was so good. And, uh, you know, I, speaking of new things, you know, we have, uh, first of all, Brian and Jonna, you know, they have this precious baby, Emma Louise, who's our newest member of One Cause Church. And, and uh, so they're going through a lot of new things. And then, of course, you know, uh, Irving is our newest campus. But I also want to tell you also what's happening at our Granbury campus with Pastor Lowell. He was just asked to become the vice president of the Ministerial Alliance there in the whole community. Also, they asked him to come on to be one of the, uh, the pastoral, on the pastoral council for the, for the city of, of Granbury. And so we have some new things stirring up there. And I know that we have some new things stirring up here in McKinney as well, uh, which I'll I'm looking forward to talking to you in the very near future concerning this land. And uh, so we, we've got some new developments happening, and, uh, but I, I can't talk to you about them yet. But we're on the brink. Amen? The quarter. All right? So just be ready. How many, how many of you are expecting that this year? Huh? Greater things. Behold, I'll do a new thing. All right? I want you to just pray this with me. Lord, I want the new thing. I'm going to see the new thing. Do it in my life. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for Pastor Jeff and his ministry. Father, we just thank you for strength and blessing and abundance, God, and provision in buildings and people, Lord, in, in health and vitality. We thank you, Lord, for blessing his family, Lord, exceedingly abundantly above all that they could ask or think. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord that is their strength. Hallelujah. Bless this time here that it will be a time of peace. Be a time, God, of refreshment, a time of restoring, Father. I thank you, Lord, for blessing him and his wife and children, granddaughter, and all, Lord, that are associated with him and all of his friends here. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for bringing them here with us tonight. And, Father, now I thank you for your blessing on your people, that you bless them and they're going out just as they've been blessed and they're coming in. You've made them to be the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath. First, not last, victors, no longer victims. In the mighty name of Jesus. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.